The COVID-19 pandemic has changed the world as we know it. We watched the governor's daily briefing and the presidential addresses, but Noble New Way wanted to take a closer look at what's going on here at home in Noble County. Angie Kidd of Common Grace Ministries led this forum recorded on May 11, 2020, online via Zoom. In it, we hear from those on the front lines. Dr. Terry Gath, Noble County's health officer, gives us a current update on the cases of COVID-19 in our community. Then we hear from Audrey Paul and Carrie Baker from Parkview Noble Hospital on their experiences in recent weeks. Plus, Jamie Walker from Lutheran Life Villages, one of the hardest hit facilities in the county, shares what it's like to battle the virus firsthand. But this forum isn't just about the physical and mental stress and shortages this epidemic has caused. But as we focus on asset-based community development, we also take a look at all the great things that have been brought to light in Noble County. So I sent a letter out to all of you about what the Noble New Way is and kind of how we came about. Uh, it was, it's a movement that was not intended, but that came about because we see so many assets in Noble County and we realized that even people that we, we call the they's of the world, <laughs> have a lot of assets and gifts and skills and abilities to share. I think we're seeing that come out so clearly now in all that's happening with COVID. But as we were working together as a team, uh, Rick Ferrant with um, Northeast Indiana Works came across a small TV station down in Grant County that started addressing the local stories. And Part of that is what's happening on the front line in the local area. So we hear the state statistics and we hear the national statistics and we see some of that um, here in our own county, but we wanted to hear directly from the people who are dealing most closely with this right here in Noble County. So Terry, if you can start us off by giving us a little bit of an overview of the phases of reopening and and where we are currently and where you see this headed here in the next couple of weeks for Noble County. Right now we're in stage two of reopening. Um, the, the governor has outlined um, the stages that are expected to be um, happening over this next month and a half. And um, each, each stage is uh, approximately two weeks or so. Uh, right now, we're, we've uh, allowed, you know, we were at the stay-at-home stage. And, uh, and uh, in spite of some cruising events and things like that, we did reasonably well with that. Uh, people stayed home. Uh, they stayed out of uh, social gatherings. And, uh, and the, the the level of uh, infection in our community was largely um, based on the idea that um, we had two outbreaks in our, our local nursing homes. That's where all the deaths also occurred, is among those uh, 70 to 80, uh, 70 and 80 year old people that, um, that were uh, vulnerable and uh, succumbed after contracting this disease. Uh, you know, it, it's true that they may have died 
with or without, but um, but this kind of tipped them over the edge. And some of them were certainly not uh, anywhere near death before developing this virus. And then um, the, uh, the baseline has also included a number of people, uh, the, the two people from West Noble um, that, that were hospitalized and on ventilators temporarily that have now recovered at least to, to a large degree, they're still rehabbing. And uh, we've had um, a group of people in Ligonier who went to Goshen Hospital and uh, it's a kind of a multi-level family uh, pharaoh that, that's a, a mini outbreak over there. But, um, but in general, being a rural county, we've been, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of social distanced um, automatically, that is, we're, we're uh, you know, people tend to stay in their family units and, and get together on um, maybe Sundays or uh, at social events or school. And, um, and so we haven't had an enormous number of people outside that, just a few here scattered here and there, uh, people who travel and so forth. Uh, this, this last week, we um, had some opening up of the um, community. Uh, people are um, able to uh, get out of their houses and, uh, and gather in small groups. Um, still, still not large groups, still uh, the people who are 60 plus uh, are still, it's still recommended that, that we stay home. And, um, and so we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh, the, the problem is that, uh, that as far as the virus is concerned, nothing has changed. It's, uh, we, we still don't have a vaccine. We don't have a treatment. We don't have, we just have more experience with it than we had before. And uh, consequently, there's really no good reason to think that opening up the society um, and, and bringing us back in contact with each other is going to have a different result than what it was beginning to have when we first um, shut down the, the unity. And so, um, you know, a lot of people travel to Fort Wayne uh, for work and so forth. And as, as they start going there and coming back and, uh, and bringing the virus with them and uh, coughing on each other at the local restaurants and that sort of thing, we can expect that we're going to have more episodes, more, more people that are ill. We're also seeing uh, from a national standpoint, um, things that we didn't really necessarily expect initially out of this virus in that it's causing problems with coagulation. Uh, it's causing, uh, and this, this week's column is about rashes that are COVID related uh, that I, I'm supposed to be writing this afternoon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, uh, but then the next, the, the next steps will gradually um, allow people to be more and more in contact with each other. And you can, you can read the, the, um, the sequence that the, the governor's office put out. Um, but, but the idea ultimately is to have no restrictions as of July the 4th, you know, big parties, great idea. Um, you know, it's like a breeding ground for, for a virus. And um, if we're lucky, if we're really, really lucky, then what will happen is that um, that we'll have the seasonal changes that we see with influenza, for example. 
And, um, and so it won't be so bad when things open up, if they do indeed open up in July. However, if we start seeing um, a surge uh, in people that uh, need hospital beds and so forth, or a surge in, in the death rate, then I think that things will be rethought and um, and the, the, the powers that make these decisions are going to need to decide whether or not uh, we should continue on to the next phase, uh, either to extend the phase that we're already in. The problem is that there's about a two week lag time between when you do something and you see the result, especially with regards to the respiratory failures that, um, that we see, those, things, those seem to happen in the nine to 10 day range after symptoms first start. You get a, you get a cold-like symptoms or flu-like symptoms um, may feel better after several days and then, um, then a, a percentage of people, a relatively small percentage, but still real, um, de develop uh, extreme shortness of breath and uh, desaturation of oxygenation uh, in that uh, week or week to ten days um, range, and 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 then um, you know then, then it's hospital time. Um, the 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 hospital has um, the hospital system part of your system has has. Uh, they kind of geared up for the um, the surge, and now have kind of backed down a bit uh, in comparison to the um, the incident command has now been uh, kind of backed down on. The county has an incident command, um, and we are still um, monitoring the situation, but we haven't had to be aggressively involved uh, so far because the, the um, stay at home plan was as effective as it was. Um, the emergency departments have not been overrun uh, partially because they, um, the social distancing has kept people from spreading strep throats and colds and all the other things that, um, that we normally see uh, in, in urgent cares and in emergency departments. And then, um, and of course, there is that factor of well, perhaps people are afraid to go to the emergency department because they might catch something there. Um, I'm I'm not sure that that's really the the case. It's hard to say that. Um, you know, if you stay at home instead of going out and um, you know mowing your lawn or or um, raking leaves or whatever, maybe there are less heart attacks that happen. But as people get more uh, um, active and aggressive, maybe those things will will uh, come to the surface, or maybe they've been going on silently uh, since then. You know, strokes and heart attacks uh, are down as well. So, um, so I could ramble on and on for about oh, five hours, but I think that um, you you've kind of I hope you have the gist of this thing. I don't believe that we'll be fully open in on July the fourth, but um, but you know it's it's really not my decision ultimately because. I don't think that if the, the governor says we can uh, we can open up by July the fourth, I, I think people are antsy enough about um, doing you know getting back to normalcy. Um, I think that that it would no matter what I say, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. 
So we hear one of the controversies right now is kind of like the, the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. We have the maskers and the anti-maskers. <laughs> where are you? I know I kind of follow what you gave us in the newspaper where you said when you're walking the trail, you've got it right here. If you see someone coming at you, you put it up. So what yeah, what do the, we tell people in Noble County that, about that? Yeah, the, the answer is uh, relatively simple. Um, the mask is not to protect you, it's to protect other people from you. We don't know whether you have the virus or you don't have the virus because some people are uh, up to 50% of people are uh, have no symptoms. And, uh, and an example of why we believe that is because on the, the um, USS Roosevelt, where they had the outbreak, um, they, they tested everybody and they found a whole bunch of people that were positive but who never really had any symptoms. Now, admittedly, they were all, you know, 20 year old males or female, you know, so the predominance of males at least. And, uh, and they, they had relatively mild symptoms or no symptoms at all and still tested positive for it and really never developed the, um, the symptoms, but uh, certainly had the, the virus. That being the case, we know that, or we believe that there are um, non-symptomatic. The, the word asymptomatic, I think, has now entered most people's vocabulary, but um, I want to make sure that it's clear. Asymptomatic means non-symptomatic. Um, so those people um, are out there, and potentially you or I could be one of them, and if we are and we cough or even talk to somebody close up, we may uh, spread droplets containing those virus particles, those virus um, uh, uh, their RNA actually, um, and w if we spread those in, our, in the droplets that we spray at somebody else, then they may not have as good a time as we do. You know, if we're if we're asymptomatic, they may be symptomatic and and uh, get into a lot of trouble. So we wear the mask if we can't social distance. If we can social distance, if we can if we can maintain six feet between us and other people then we should, um, we should do that. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, follow the washing hands and coughing into your elbow and all those other things that we've heard uh, so many times. Um, but uh, but uh, you, now you, you can't really maintain social distancing by, um, you know, in, in a restaurant or other places. So you should wear a mask when you can. Thank you. Jamie, do you want to speak to us about what it looks like on your front line at Lutheran Life Villages? We sure have been keeping you guys in our thoughts and prayers and um, would like to hear from you about what it looks like on your front line. Well, I think that we've seen the worst here. Um, uh, we have one unit now currently that has um, been past their 21 day uh, isolation period they're in the recovery phase now and then we have two that are in various stages of that right now um, much to what dr. Gaff said um, it, it, this disease this this virus has not presented itself in the way that the media uh, stated that it would um, about 50% of the people that we've tested um, we tested the whole building per state um, recommendations uh, have been asymptomatic um, we would not have ever have deemed these people positive had we been going on a symptom-based strategy um, but having tested everybody, we, we see a myriad of symptoms. Um, we've had a, a handful that have gotten 
very sick and we've got a handful that have had loss of appetite, um, no fever. We have some, like I said, that don't have any symptoms at all. So uh, this has probably been the worst thing that I've ever faced um, being the director here at Lutheran Life Villages. And I think that probably will be the worst thing that we've ever had faced. Like Dr. Gaff said, we're losing people. Um, you know, that certainly their, their hours and, and days were limited with us, but probably would have a, a longer time with us here had this uh, virus not hit, hit us, so. What, what can we be doing for you? Um, I think we've gotten great support from the entire community. I mean, everybody's checking in with us all the time. Dr. Gaff calls us pretty much daily. Um, we can bounce ideas off of him and you know we've been sharing results just to making sure that we're as transparent as we can be during this time um obviously you, you don't have nurses and aides that you can send me to to, to help when we've got um, <laughs> right. people out on the front lines yeah. who either think they're sick or yeah. maybe sick um it, it elicits a certain amount of anxiety amongst the staff and then you know even if they don't have all the symptoms like so you know they they certainly start thinking that they do so we've tested a lot of employees that have been negative um and certainly there's a certain you know amount of other viral load that's going on right now too that's making people sick with certain symptoms that they think they might have covid and they end up not but um we have had um parkview reach out we've got we've got one parkview least employee right now that we're using she's been a great help to us um, and the other campuses have been great support in getting us the staff that we need. So somehow we're, we're making it work. I don't know how, by the grace of God, I think, but it's been difficult. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Carrie and Audrey, what does it look like for you at Parkview Noble? Um, you know, we definitely are seeing um, our share of COVID patients, um, not nearly onto the level of what Lutheran Life is seeing, um, but you know we are testing patients. We're seeing them come in, just the sickest patients that I've ever seen. Um, symptoms I think are you know are changing. They're not the classic you know cough and fever um, as they were when when it first started. So things are changing a little bit. So we just we never know. We treat um, every patient. You know we protect ourselves. We protect our patients as much as possible. Um, you know, we're still seeing our everyday things. I think people with the everyday illnesses are waiting longer to come in, um, which also complicates things, you know, for them too. And, you know, I hope that we can get that message across that, you know, for them not to wait, um, for them not to worry, you know, to come in. We, we keep everybody um, as protected and separate as we possibly can. Um, I think the hardest thing is seeing these patients come in um, without visitors. And knowing, you know, if we have COVID positive patients and knowing that they go upstairs and knowing that, you know, ultimately what the outcome is going to be that, that they don't have their loved ones there with them. I think that's the hardest, um, the hardest thing possible for, for everyone. Wow. Sure feel for you guys out there. I don't, I don't know what we can do for you other than keep praying for you and, you know, just... Stand with you as much as possible. Absolutely, we appreciate that. <laughs> Audrey, what what would you like to comment on any of the Parkview frontline? What is your what's your position, Audrey? So I'm the nursing educator here at Parkview okay. Noble. Um, so I initially started with a lot of staff training, and then kind of transitioned to a leadership role with their incident command. Um, so I may not have direct hands-on care, but I'm kind of second line there. 
Yeah. Um, I'll second what Carrie just said. I mean, we're having some of our sickest patients come in, but I also see some of the best nursing staff right now stepping up and, and just um, kind of like you were talking about for the nursing home, filling in in any role that they can to support each other and, and to be the best facility for our patients in our community to come to. It's been really, really neat to watch. Yeah, so asset-based community development is about taking our strengths to strengthen those areas where we are weak. Um, it doesn't immediately focus on all the negative that's happening in a community on any given day, and not even in, in, in a COVID type of situation. So where are you seeing, and you just said part of it, you're seeing people step up and, you know, and, and Jamie said it too, I don't know how we're doing it, but we're doing it. You know, those strengths and abilities coming through when absolutely no idea how it's happening other than just sheer will and strength and, and the grace of God. Um, what are you seeing? What are your, what positives would you leave Noble County with? Um, any one of you now, what positives would there be? Um, you know, I know here at Common Grace, it's like people just pop in and stand, step in front of the window and hand us a check, you know, and, then, and we don't know it's coming. And it just, it just comes out of the blue. There are a lot of things like that, that, that are happening here. What's happening for you on those front lines? What are the things that keep you going day to day? Any one of you. Um, you know, I think especially when incident command was in full force, um, things would change almost on an hourly basis, um, you know, especially when things first hit. And, you know, it was so nice. Anytime we would have a problem, you would say, you know, today, you know, things were very unexpected. You know, one day we would have, um, we couldn't keep up with the phone calls that we were getting, you know, into the ER from, you know, worried, worried people, you know, worried everyday people of whether or not they should go to work or what to do with their kids. And each time we had a problem, we would, you know, there would be a solution. Somebody would, you know, the famous lines were, okay, we'll fix it. We're working on it. And they would, you know, and the next thing you know, we've got somebody popping up from a different department to help us answer phones. Or, you know, if there were supplies that we needed, you know, somehow, you know, they showed up. Good. Yeah. Jamie, what, a, what are your... What are those things that keep you going? Oh, yeah, we've had a huge um, outpouring from the community. When it first started, of course, we had everybody donating the cloth masks. Um, that was huge, just people coming and saying, we can do this for you. Uh, people feeding us, um, <clears throat> just keeping us hydrated with, <clears throat> excuse me, with snacks and <laughs> just messages we've had people driving through with um, cavalcades of well-wishers and people rooting us on and and things like that of course our organization yeah. has been amazing mm -hmm. throughout all this um, with you know hazard pay and benefits for people that needed babysitters and and just really going above and beyond to make sure that we're cared for as staff while we go through this Wonderful. Carrie, how about you? Well, I was raised in, on a farm um, 10 miles from where I live now and, um, and have always known everybody who, um, who 
I grew up with and who I've associated with over my entire life have uh, been uniformly helpful and uh, and willing to work. And so I don't, I, you know, I've, I, th I think this is a continuation of that. I, d I, I believe in my friends and neighbors and, uh, and in times like this, they come through. So uh, it, it's my job to come through for them and that's what we've been trying to do. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just all part of that. The, the, the asset, the, the biggest asset in, uh, in the world is other people. And uh, and so uh, we just look to those other people and say, you know, I I really need this, and uh, and my experience is that we come through for each other, and I'm just hoping and well, I I expect that it will continue to be that way because from my standpoint, it always has been. So uh, so you know, you give and you get and uh, and that's that's the reason that i live here and that's the reason i raised my children here and and it's um it's, it's like these are my friends and neighbors and i appreciate them i agree terry i grew up here too i lived here my whole life and you know when i took the job at common grace i knew there was need and when i've been asked what's your greatest surprise i mean gro even growing up here it is the absolute generosity of people who step up in Noble County. I mean, it just, it's overwhelming sometimes to watch people, um, you know, right now we've had people going above and beyond what even they thought they could do and using, you know, our neighbors that come because they need food in our food pantry, but they heard me say, my gloves are on back order that we use for handling food. And the next time they came, he had found a little, stash of gloves at the auto parts store and every time he comes for food he brings us a bag of gloves you know <laughs> just those little things those are the things that um i think i think you know i have this shirt that edc gave me that says love where you live and has a little noble county emblem in the in the o and certainly certainly i can agree with you on that that noble county has just been amazing in how they've stepped up so we, we really appreciate you coming on to do this. We'll probably do more of these. This is, um, we liked the idea of Noble County people hearing from people right here in Noble County and not just hearing how hard it is, but also hearing that there are those little things that keep us going every single day, um, that where people are stepping up and using parts of themselves that maybe they didn't even know existed until now when, when that opportunity has come to step up. Um, you know, one of my friends who writes a lot of grants, just like I do, said that he started writing when they would ask, what's your, what's the greatest need? Uh, he writes the words, the need to be needed, because we all need to be needed. And that's all of us. It's not just uh, the us or the they or the them or the whoever. All of us have a, have a need to be needed and we need to have a purpose. And, you know, asset-based community develop, development allows that purpose. and and that need or that, that desire to rise to help someone else really to shine through. I think we've heard that today. So we really appreciate all the time you guys have given us. And certainly, um, you know, Lutheran Life, I'm right across the street from you right now. <laughs> and if there's anything that we can be doing for you, Parkview, the same. I've not had anything but good experiences when I've had to be at Parkview. I will admit, 
that I laid my head open and I did not go to the emergency room because I decided a scar didn't matter. <laughs> so, so there you have it. I'm one of those people that decided, ah, no. <laughs> so it's good to hear that that's a safe place to be now and hopefully I won't have to think about that again, but um, we do sure appreciate all that you are all doing on those front lines. God bless you. And, um, you know, just stay safe. We're going to work really hard to stay safe and to follow all that you all encourage us to do to keep those that you're caring for safe. So have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. You too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.